turn to your to the book of Matthew, the 28th chapter. We find a passage of scripture. There's stuff everywhere. Listen, fire the cleaning crew. I don't know who the whatever. Um, we find a, a passage of scripture there that we call, we call it the Great Commission. And it's Jesus speaking with his disciples. And so beginning in verse 18, here's what it says. It says, Jesus came and told his disciples, I've been given all authority in heaven and on earth. Jesus has all authority in heaven and in earth. Russia doesn't, China doesn't, the U.S. doesn't. Jesus has all power, all authority on heaven and on earth. We serve a powerful, authoritative God. Amen. Verse, or it goes on to say in verse 19, Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. That's what we just did a minute ago. And teach these new disciples to obey all the commands I've given you. And be sure of this, I'm with you always, even until the end of the age. Now, the Bible also says that how can two walk together unless they be in agreement? And so what I want to do this morning is let you know who we are as a church. So if you're part of us, it's important if we're going to walk well together for you to know who we are and what we're about because we believe God has given this church, this part of his body, a very specific function to carry out. And I just want to make sure that we all understand what it is. And what we call our assignment from God here at Victory goes right along with the passage of Scripture that we just read. The Great Commission tells us, told his disciples and carries on down to us that our job is to go and make disciples. It doesn't say make church attenders. It doesn't say make church members. It doesn't even say only make converts. It says actually go and make disciples. And so about seven years ago when I was taking over as lead pastor, here at Victory, I was just praying, saying, okay, Lord, it's a new season for the church, new leadership, maybe new direction. What would you have me specifically? Where would you have me to lead this church? And the Lord gave me a little phrase. And the phrase was, every believer a disciple. Every believer a disciple. This is what we consider here at Victory, our assignment. In other words, we're not here. We're not happy with you just being a believer. We want to disciple you. And in that passage of scripture we read, it, it went on to kind of explain how disciples are made. Disciples are made by teaching be people who have become a follower of Jesus, teaching them to obey every command that Jesus had given them. In other words, when we're born again, we're born into a new kingdom, but we don't know how this kingdom operates. We may, may not even know the king who we now serve. And so our job here at Victory is to teach you, to disciple you, and so that every believer here is not just a believer, but they're a disciple in the making. I've said to you periodically that my goal is that in the middle of, of every Sunday morning service that you would feel gently my two hands in the middle of your back pushing you right? Because we're not about just being stagnant or plateauing or just being a believer. No, we want to move on into maturity and into discipleship. So our assignment, if we're going to walk together, you need to know what victory is about. We're a discipleship church. So our, our assignment is every 
believer, a disciple. We also have four core values, and we think our, our four core values bring definition to discipleship. What does it mean to be a disciple or to be discipled? Well, our four core values are part of, of bringing clarity to that. The first core value we have, or one of the core values we have, is the core value of growth. The very word disciple means learner, grower. So if we're gonna be a disciple, we gotta grow. It's perpetual growth. And so one of our core values here at Victory is that we're about growth. We value growth, spiritual growth, always moving forward. A disciple grows. The next core value that we, that we have here is, is, the, is community, the value of community. We believe that a disciple lives in community with the body of Christ. God has not called us as disciples to attend an event every once in a while. That's not what we're called to do. You see, his body is a community. And as disciples, we need to not only engage in that community, but help others engage in that community. So we love the value of community. We, we believe it helps bring definition to the word disciple. Another core value that we have is worship. I love worship. But our definition of worship is broader than many might think. Because when we talk about worship, we don't talk about simply the singing of songs. I love worshiping and adoring God through music and through songs. But a disciple's call to worship is a lifestyle. And a lifestyle of worship we find is defined in Romans chapter 12, verse 2, where Paul encourages us to give our bodies, our being, everything that we are, we are to give it to the Lord. Holy, which means, holy means set apart. So my life is, is set apart, it's holy, it's acceptable to him. So as I give my life to him completely, everything that I am, everything that I own, everything about me is given to him, the word tells us that that is a reasonable act of worship. So we love the singing of songs. We love to lift up the name of Jesus in song, but the call for disciples is greater than the singing of songs. It's the giving of our lives. As we become to know our God, to know him and how, how gracious and kind he is, how loving he is, so loving that he would send his son to do something so incredible, so earth-changing or shaking, so life-changing as to give his life on the cross. As I begin to grow in my understanding of who he is and what he's done for them, listen, my response, what comes out of me, the response is a life of worship that I say, you've been so good to me, how can I not give my life to you? Is there anybody in the room who feels the same way? I do. So a disciple lives a, a lifestyle of worship. And then lastly, our fourth value is the value of mission. A true disciple, someone who's growing, understands that no matter where he or she goes, no matter what he or she is doing, we do it with the intent of, uh, I, if I come, I want to come across somebody who, the, who, I can, who I can present, represent my God to. I want somebody to know the God I know, so I live my life on mission. Wherever I go, whatever I do, I'm, I'm, I'm moving through my life with the idea that I want to introduce someone else to the God that I serve. 
So a, a disciple lives on mission. So that's who we are here at Victory. Every believer a disciple is our assignment, our core values, our growth, community, worship, and mission. That's who we are. But you know, every organization, if you, if you understand what your assignment is, uh, where you're going, what, what you're aiming toward, you, you know, you kind of have to have some, um, some markers to know how you're doing. Are you meeting your assignments? Are you moving forward and making progress? If you're a business owner, you know, I mean, it's about the bottom line and what can we, what can we see to, to, to help us know that we're making progress? Well, um, as 2022 was wrapping up, we kind of went through some of our data points and I just want to share them with you and talk to you about some of the progress we've made as a church. And so this is kind of a review of the last year. Now, in 2022, if a church was growing, the average growth rate of a church in 2022 was 3%. There was 3% growth of a growing church. Listen, this is a big amen, big, big hallelujah. Last year here at Victory, we grew by 26%. Isn't that great? And you know, we have every week, we have a lot of people come onto this campus and you're here and we appreciate that. But over the last couple of years, God's given us a reach beyond this campus and we're, through the internet, through our online audiences, uh, we're able to reach past this property. And on average, as of right now, as of 2022, on average, we have about 250 views per week of our services. In other words, you're experiencing it here and there's, other, there's 250 other views happening. And those views could be a couple, could be a family viewing it. And so our reach goes far beyond this building. So we appreciate the growth in that area. And probably one of my favorite things to celebrate about last year is that last year we baptized 61 people here in Victory Worship Center. Isn't that great? We love that statistic because that means 61 more people who have committed their life to the Lord. In the way of giving, what, what's happening here as a church? Well, what we found is that 57% of our membership, 57% of you, are, fall into the category of a giver here at this church. In other words, you have made some kind of financial contribution to this church. So 57% of you are givers. Hey, don't we appreciate, the lights are on. Come on, don't we appreciate the givers in the room, right? The air conditioner's even on. January 1st, the air conditioner's on. Thank you, Southwest Louisiana. Another thing we do here at Victory is we have our equip classes and uh, we'll be talking about these in, in the coming months because we're scheduling now our spring semester of equip classes. But we have these classes that we put on and they're led by staff members and it gives us an opportunity. We keep them, we usually cap them at 40 people. We invite 40 people into a classroom setting, teach on a subject, give opportunity for connection and for dialogue. And so our equip classes are a vital part of what we do here at Victory. But last year, we had 183 people go through our equip classes. And so they are making a difference. Several years ago, we launched our Victory app. I don't know how many of you have the Victory app on your phone, but since we 
launched it, there has been 4,153 people download our app. I don't know where those 4,153 people are, but our app's on their phone, right? And so that's, that's been a success. That's something to celebrate. So lots of good things happening in our church. Now, while we were going through this data, we did find one statistic that presents us with our opportunity for growth. We found an area, we found plenty of areas to celebrate, but we found an area where we need to grow. If you will study church statistics, what you find is that in in most churches, there's an average of 25% of the congregation that actually serve. They volunteer on teams and they serve one another. Now, it's hard for me not to go at you on this because what that says is for every three people sitting, there's one person serving. But that's the average is 25% of, of the congregation engages in serving. Our opportunity for growth is that we discovered through our data is that at Victory, we are only at 15%. Now, I just want to say something, first of all, to you 15%, that a boy, right? Way to go because you guys are knocking it out of the park. So we're so grateful for the 15% of our body that serves, but our goal for 2023 is to bump that up at least 10% to get us to 25% of our congregation serving. And so we've realized also that we may have some, uh, we may be partly to blame for the lack of volunteering. So it made us go through our processes and look through everything. And uh, we've made sure, we've done a little tweaking to make sure that the, the process to volunteer is very easy and very, to, very, very easy to, to engage with. So if you grab your phone on our app or you can go to, our, uh, to victorysulfur.com, if you'll click on the Get Involved button, then that'll throw you right into our process and that's the gateway, that's the front door for how you can serve at Victory. So if you're interested in serving, maybe the Lord's tugging on your heart, then, um, then go to our app or go to victorysulfur.com and you can uh, start getting involved that way. There's plenty of places to serve here at Victory. There's plenty of teams making a huge difference. But this morning, I wanna highlight two of our probably most important, some of our most important ministries here because we understand the, the, the value of instilling godliness in children at a young age. I'm telling you, I was so blessed watching the young people get baptized up there. Aren't we proud of those, right? Those young people. I love them. So our student ministries are an essential part of what we do here at Victory. And so I actually want to invite out right now the the leaders of our uh, children's ministry and the leader of our youth ministry. This is Pastor Jess and Pastor Felix. Make them feel welcome. I have asked them to just give us a, qu- a quick synopsis about what's happening in their ministry, what's, what are, where are the wins, and, um, and then where are they going in the future. So Jess, talk to us about Kid Mode. Tell us where we're going. Yeah, so I've been over the kids' ministry since last January, and the Orchard, Sprouts, and Kid Mode are all about introducing kids to their purpose because we have a, wor- a world that is hurting and broken, dealing with anxiety and depression at an all-time high. So our job is to introduce these kids to their maker so they know what they're made for. And some of the wins, some of the growth we've had this year, I'll talk about numbers for a second, 
In Kidmo, we average about 103 students every Sunday, which is 15 more than last year, which is awesome. And um, our highest number on Easter was 147 students. Yeah, it, it, it was crazy in the Kidmo building. So yeah, absolutely. In the Kidmo building, we had 147 students. And y'all, Heather is doing a great job. Listen, I'm over the Kidmo building, but Heather's doing a great job in the orchard. They average about, um, they average 41 students, 41 babies every Sunday, which is eight more than last year. And their highest number was 56 in attendance. So yeah, we've had some growth in numbers, but not only that, the kids are growing and understanding. They're asking some great questions and, and hearing from the Lord. They are, they, y'all, y'all's kids ask some amazing questions. They're, they're um, connected in worship and they're giving their lives to the Lord. We had 29 students get baptized this year. And so, yeah, a lot of those kids up here were um, Kidmo kids. So yeah, we are, we are so thankful. And this year we're wanting, to focus on, we're wanting to focus on leading kids from knowing about God to leading kids to knowing God for themselves personally. That's our focus this year. And if you wanna help, you can of course join the team because look, we know the harvest is plenty, but the workers are few, so you can absolutely join our team. We'd love to have you. Secondly, if you're a parent in here um, and you have a Kidmo student, it helps us to bring your kids consistently because we teach in series. Each week builds upon each other, so it helps us teach when when we have them consistent, consistently because a lot of times I'm having to go back and so it's fun. It's good. But, yeah, so bring your students consistently. That helps us teach. And then lastly, any and everybody, please pray that the Lord would lead us and guide us this year um, with these kids, that they would encounter the Lord and know him for themselves. So that's been, that's, that's the Kid Mo Kids Ministry spill. Felix. Beautiful. Felix, talk to us about the LP. Yeah, so, uh, so the LP exists to disciple and launch students into their purpose uh, and their calling. And we want to see students 10 years down the road with the family still serving the Lord. So that's um, kind of our, our heartbeat. Um, last year in 2022, our focus was connection. So we spent the whole year from events to the way we did services, uh, getting students connected. We wanted all, all the students that showed up to feel a part, to feel included. Um, we engaged in some uh, experiences that would help build relationships and challenge them through different experiences experiences to help them grow in that uh, heart of connection. And some of the wins that we had for this past year was we averaged 81 students on Wednesday nights, which is 20 more than the previous year. We had four services break 100, the largest one being 130. Um, we kicked off our junior high ministry, which averages, averages about 35 students on Sunday mornings. Um, we grew our student leadership team, which is a group of 15 high schoolers who are committed to leading, and uh, they actually work alongside of our youth staff uh, to help lead and, and, and uh, push uh, the ministry forward. They, they lead all the teams and everything in that aspect, so we grew that team. We introduced the parents and teens class. Now, that stretched me, but we did it. <laughs> and it was, uh, 
it was it was incredibly fun. I really enjoyed that class. And then the last thing, uh, we exceeded our goal for Camp Eagle. We set a goal for Camp Eagle. We exceeded it, um, and that was kind of the uh, spearhead that ignited our um, connection. A lot of students came out of that change. Uh, a lot of friendships were made. There was a huge text group that I'm not a part of, thank God, but they like go eat uh, after services and stuff like that. It's, it's, it's been incredible. Um, so along with Camp Eagle, we actually are kicking off registration for Camp Eagle next week. So if you are a parent that has a teenager and they're like, I don't know about Camp sign them up. Sign them up. Here's why. Because this year uh, we're going to build on that uh, connection of that connection we're actually going to focus this year on growth and not just numbers, but personal and spiritual. We want students to uh, understand that like what we're teaching is this is real things. These are the, the Bible is a real thing that can transform your life. The Lord is a real God who can completely transform your life. So um, we are going to build on that that connection and we are spending a lot of time growing. We're going to do different things from uh, trying to do some Bible reading plans, try to try to activate um, this faith and, and get them moving. Um, so if you're interested in partnering with us, we have three different ways that you can partner with us. Uh, the first way is you can come join the team, especially if you're a man. We need some men that are committed and ready to be a part of some young people's lives and help train up young men. Um, so you can join the team. The second way is you can pray. We need prayer. We, you can pray for our ministry, pray for the youth ministry, pray for uh, the, these, these young people that are excited yet confused on different things, but we want to help, uh, help grow them, and prayer is one of the ways that we can do that. And then the last thing is invite. If you know a student that is not connected anywhere, invite them on Wednesday nights. We want to get them connected and help them feel a part of uh, what we're doing. So. That's what's happening in the uh, LP. Test, there we go. Yeah, good guys there. I tell you, I'm proud of our staff. When I look at those two young men, um, I think they're doing exactly what they need to be doing. You know, um, again, we love student ministries and I'm proud of what they've accomplished. Their, 2022 was a, was a banner year, but they, they actually um, did it amongst a challenge. You know, for the last, about the last two years, our youth ministry and children's ministry have been sharing a ministry space. They've all been, all the meetings uh, have been happening in our Kidmo building. And, um, you know, uh, Jess would have to come in and set up for Kidmo. And then after Kidmo, tear it down. Then Felix and his team would come in and set it up for the LP. And so that's been a challenge that they've uh, suffered through for the last couple of years. But um, God's been speaking to us this year, and we believe that 2023 is the time to remedy that situation, right? And so in our office building over here, we have a, a youth, uh, our youth auditorium was there for years and was actually neat in need of some repairs. Uh, and then the hurricane came through and gave it the final blow, right? And so that, that space has been sitting dormant 
and they've been sharing a facility but um, this year, we're going to be uh, going through and remodeling our office building. We're remodeling our youth facility. We're going to give them a brand new youth auditorium for them to, to minister in and worship in. Not only are we doing that, we're actually adding onto that building. That building was made to be added onto. And we just haven't filled in that space yet, so we're actually adding more to that building. They're going to have their own space. The wheels are in motion right now. The uh, plans for that project are currently at the architect. And so as soon as we get those plans going back, uh, get back from the architect, we can send it out for bids. We could let you know exactly what the project is going to cost. But I'm excited about some forward movement. There's our, listen, there was the challenge of the facilities. So what we did was we talked to Felix and Jess and said, listen, there, there is a challenge with facilities, but I believe that with the anointing of God on your life and with some hard work, you can make it work even sharing facilities, right? And so we challenged them to grow and both their ministries have grown. So the reward is now you get your own space, Felix. So we're looking forward to that in 2023, right? So I'll let you know. As that, um, as that develops. And I want to share one more thing with you. Um, again, I just felt it was important to let you know where we are as a church, kind of reaffirm who we are and then let you know what our progress has been. And we've been going through data and we've seen numbers and we've done all that. And as an organization, it's important to, to do that. But you know, as the year 2022 was winding down, we were sitting with the staff and, and the bigger question became, okay, with 2023, where are we going? What is God saying to us for this next year? And, and so as we were praying about that and thinking about, we know that our assignment is not going to change. Every believer, a disciple is still our assignment. Our core values are not going to change. But specifically for 2023, what is the Lord saying to us? And so I was, I was thinking about that and talking to the Lord about, God, where, where are we going as an emphasis for the church this year? And, um, and I can't say that the Lord spoke to me, but the Lord began showing some things to me. You see, as a pastor, I do a considerable amount of, of um, counseling. And, you know, it's a lot different standing up here and speaking to a crowd I mean, that's, that's one facet of ministry. But when you actually get in the office with somebody and you get down in the dirt with them, that's a whole different animal, right? And so I began to, I was just looking back and the Lord began to remind me of this. You know, of all the people I counsel, sometimes it's marriage situations or whatever, whatever's happening in this person's life. As I was looking back on the people I've counseled, I found that often there's a common denominator, now, not every time, but often there's a common denominator. That people are finding themselves in a challenging position or, or maybe their marriage is really struggling. But if you trace it back, what you'll find is that when these people were growing up, they grew up in a family with some sort of, with some sort of dysfunction's a hard word. Now, some of, them, some of you, dysfunction applies. But some of us just came from families that weren't quite healthy enough, right? And when I find, you know, I'm thinking back going, you know, I deal with a lot of people who, who their foundation was cracked, their family life that they grew up in wasn't all that it should have been. 
And as I was thinking about that, I began to think about God's original design. You know, God created Adam and he created him perfectly healthy and whole. I mean, there was just physically healthy, emotionally healthy. You're just talking about the perfect specimen of a man. But even God said, even of him, it's not good for him to be alone. Come on, women. It's not good for that man of yours to be alone, right? And so God created a woman, and, and he, he, he not only created a woman, he, connect, he created a woman from man. There was, there, was a, there was a creation with a connection. Are you following me? I mean, a, a connection between man and woman, and, and, and so God established that man, woman, and then and what you find is, is if a healthy man and a healthy woman come together, there's pretty good chance that you'll have a healthy marriage. And then if there's a healthy marriage, what you'll find is often the product of that healthy marriage is children. And you know, as I was looking through this, I was going, you know, the family, a healthy family is the perfect environment to raise children in. You think about this? I mean, I, I look now at, at my grandchildren and I, I look at, I'm telling you, there's a little tribe at Victory right now. They're all about this tall, right? I mean, I just love these kids and I'm watching them grow up together and I'm, I'm looking at this tribe and going, and, and my grandkids and everything, I'm like, there's nothing in their world that isn't healthy. Yeah. I mean, they're surrounded by love. I mean, they have great grandparents who are godly and healthy and love them. They have grandparents who are godly and healthy and lovely. And they aunts and uncles and friends. And their, their world is just so beautiful. And I'm like, what a perfect environment to grow a kid up in. In fact, if I were you and I had a kid about this tall, I'd want them to be in that tribe. So if you get with somebody who looks like they're controlling the tribe and figure out how to get your kid in that tribe, that would be my challenge for you. But as I was thinking through this, I was just thinking how beautiful and perfect the family is. I mean, God created this thing. It was so beautiful. But you know what? It was, it was so beautiful that the enemy took a good look at it. And I don't want to give too much credit to the devil, but I'll give it to him on this one. He was genius. The, the, the devil, write this down. The devil was genius saying, if I really want to hurt God, hurt the family. And if I can affect the family, this, this God-ordained perfect environment in which to raise children. Remember I've said to you many times, that the devil's job is to take what God, what God uh, ordained and what God set in place. The enemy wants to pervert it, to pervert it. In other words, the family was meant to be the perfect environment in which to raise healthy, godly children. And so the enemy thought, I need to pervert that. So now, instead of the family being the perfect environment to raise godly, healthy children, families often are the place where, where, where sickness, where twisted, where dysfunction, where perversion happens. If you, if, are you with me? Yes. And so the enemy saw that opportunity, said, I gotta go against the family. And, and now what we're finding is as the family has been deteriorating, 
what we find is society is deteriorating, right? And so if you want to change society, you know what you do? First of all, you change individuals, and then those individuals create families, and when families become healthy, it changes society. So all this was happening in me as I was thinking about where we're going in 2023, and here's the emphasis, the focus that I believe God has for us this year is to focus on the family. And it does not mean that every message we speak is going to be about parenting or about marriage. It doesn't mean that at all. Because actually, the, the family starts with an individual. Listen, there are, men, there are young students in the LP right now who are future husbands. And if we can get those men, those young men healthy, and then while that's happening, there's a young woman in the LP and she's getting healthy. I'm talking about whole, godly, moral, emotionally healed, put together. You put two of them together, guess what? Get ready for a good marriage, get ready for a good family, get ready for, for, for functional families because that's how it happens. So this year, it's really in my heart. Like, oh God. Matthew, in the book of Matthew, Jesus said to us, go and make disciples. Don't just make converts. Don't make church attenders. Make disciples. And in discipling people, what is that? It's, a, it's about getting people whole and healthy and mature and grown up in the Lord. Listen, some of us, some of us were, were born behind the eight ball. You know, we've, we've had challenges. We've had things that have shaped us. And you know, I am... I, I say this carefully. I, I didn't know if I was going to say this to you or not, but I want to say it because if you can hear my heart, because I, I don't want to seem like I'm patting myself on the back or anything, but I just want to tell you that I come from a really good family. I mean, I have the, the privilege of being a part of a very healthy family. And then I married a woman who came from a very healthy family. And, and she and I didn't do it. In fact, you know who I give credit to? I give credit to my two grandfathers because both my grandfathers didn't come from godly families. But there was some point in their life where they took a stand and said, you know what? This dysfunction that's, been, that's, that's characterized my family heretofore, it's not going past me. I'm changing things. And so two men stood up and said, I'm setting a new direction for my family. And they came out of alcoholism. They came out of dysfunction. They came out of all this. But because two men stood up, I am sitting here enjoying the benefits of it. I didn't do it. I'm the beneficiary of it. But some of you here, you don't have that story. And hey, if that's not your story, let me tell you, please hear me. We love you. We love you. We want you here and we want to help you. But we got to grow. We got we to get healthy. We got to get strong, spiritually mature, grow. Because if one man, if one woman will make a decision today that in 2023, the dysfunction of my family line is over, the hangups, the habits, it, it's not going any further than me. Is there a man or a woman in the house who'll stand up and say, this is going to be our new destiny? So this is where I feel like God is calling us to go in 2023 the family is so important I heard it said last week that our lives are shaped by traumas dramas daddies and mamas you might want to write that down 
Traumas, dramas, daddies, and mamas, they're important. While we were, Brad and I were standing over to the side while the baptisms were happening, Brad leaned over and said, man, I'm so glad to see all these little children being baptized. But he said, you know what I appreciate more is the men up there getting baptized, right? Right there in the middle. It's men standing up. So we're going to make a difference. And there was ladies standing up there saying, I'm going to make a difference, making a change. So I just, this year, if you want to, if you want to walk with us, if you want to know what we're about, we're going to be, we're going to be ministering with the idea is that if we can get people healthy and whole and whole and healthy people make whole and healthy marriages and whole and healthy marriages make whole and healthy families and we can literally change the trajectory of our society by doing one step at a time and that begins with you and it begins with me so this is kind of who we are as a church what we what the wins were what the progress has been in last year and a little picture of what's to come so i hope you're energized by this um uh, and so here's what I want. Here's how I want to close. I'd like to invite you to stand with me. And um, here's what we're going to do. In just a minute, I'm going to finish my time here with you. After my time, we're actually going to sing another worship song together. So service won't be over after I leave. And then Pastor Brady will come up after that and close it all out. But I want to finish my time here this morning with a time of prayer. And so I want you to f- stay with me for just a few more minutes, okay? So if you'll give me your attention, here's, here's how I want to finish. First of all, it's the beginning of the year. It's a good time to re-engage, to reaffirm our commitment to the Lord. So I would like to lead us in a prayer where you, you just say, God, I just want you to know that, that I'm in it again. I'm, I'm still with you, Lord. And if maybe you've drifted from God, maybe this is a time to say, you know what, Lord, I've drifted, but this morning I'm reconnecting with you. So I, I just want us to kind of re-engage with the kingdom of God, make sure we're heading in the right direction. So that's going to be part of our prayer. Another part of our prayer is that um, maybe, maybe the Lord's speaking to you about your contribution to us as a church. If this is your home, and this is where you get fed, and this is your tribe, this is your family, um, we need people to contribute. And and I, I tell you, I'm not talking about money right now. I'm talking about time, energy, focus, talents, gifts, those kind of things. So as we're praying, maybe you can just ask the Lord God, is there is there some contribution I need to be making here to our church? And then lastly, the thing I want to pray about is I just want to give the Lord our plans. He's given us the plans to remodel that building and to focus on the family this year now what i want to do is give it back to him and say okay lord this is what you've given us now may your hand be on it and may you lead us and guide us so everybody here would you just bow your heads with me and let me just begin first thing i want to do is just give you an opportunity to re-engage with the lord or recommit or whatever that is and just say lord it's a new year And I just want you to know, God, that that I'm yours. I'm born again because of the gift that Jesus gave on the cross, and I thank you for that. Lord, I re-engage. I want you to know you're my God. I'm your servant. I'm yours. Come on, just reconnect with him. Now, Lord, I also thank you for the giftings and the talents and the things that you've put in each person here, Lord. You've, You've wired us differently 
so that one could be the ankle and one could be the appendix and, and one could be the elbow. Lord, you've given different giftings. You called us your body because as we function together, it brings completion. And so, Lord, I just pray that you would help people understand their contribution and know how to, how to make that contribution. Now, lastly, Lord, I thank you for this church. Thank you for victory. Would you just tell the Lord, thank you. If you appreciate the church, come on, would you just say, Lord, thank you. Thank you for this place. Thank you for what it's been in the past, what it's accomplished. Now, Lord, we're looking forward with these plans that you've given us. I pray that your grace would be there, your anointing would be there, your provision would be there. Lord, may we accomplish everything that you've set out for us to accomplish in this coming year. It is our privilege to serve you, and we thank you for the opportunity. In Jesus' name, and everybody said, amen. Amen.